Okay, Eli, today we are going to go over your PST Eli program. We have discussed the benefits, and now we're going to keep working on concentration. Do you have your notebook? How have your concentration practice sessions been going? Have you been able to focus on a single thing for longer segments of time? How has it been adding outside distractions? Have you been able to block them out? That's great. You may have heard the term psychological skills training or PST, but what is PST really? Weinberg and Gold define psychological skills training as the systematic and consistent practice of mental or psychological skills for the purpose of enhancing performance, increasing enjoyment, or achieving greater sport and physical activity self-satisfaction. Simply put, PST is learning how to use different skills and methods to enhance your performance or get better at your sport and help you to enjoy the experience. When putting together a PST program, we're going to look at two different components, PST skills and PST methods. PST skills are the psychological component, the mental things that need to be developed or controlled to help an athlete be successful. Examples of PST skills are confidence, concentration, self-confidence, self-efficacy, which is a person's belief that they have the control and ability to perform in a situation and achieve their goal. Emotional control, motivation, attention, handling pressure, anxiety, stress, etc. The PST methods are the tools that we'll be using to help improve the PST skill. The primary four PST methods are goal setting, see episode one, self-talk, see episode three, imagery, see episode nine, and relaxation, see the next episode. There are several other techniques, such as cognitive restructuring, mindfulness, and implementation of intention that will be discussed in future episodes. Now let's look at the three steps in a PST program. A psychological skills training program consists of three parts. Part one, educate. In this part, you're given information on PST and how it can benefit your performance. Part two, learn or acquisition. You will learn how to use specific PST methods and develop the tools that you need for the next step, which is part three, implement or practice. In this section, you spend time to practice what you have learned and use these skills in both practice and competition settings. Oftentimes in sports, we go by nicknames. Most of the athletes I know and my friends call me Rado. I am not sure during my playing days how many athletes actually knew my first name was Laura. Nicknames might be a last name or explain something about the personality or skill of the athlete. To help us remember about the PST program, we are going to give it a nickname. We're going to call it PST Eli. Why Eli? Eli is the name we're going to use to help us remember the part of a PST program. Educate, learn, implement. E-L-I. Eli. For an example of a PST Eli program, we can use different things that you have learned so far on this podcast. In the education phase, which is what this episode is, we're helping you to develop an understanding of what PST is and how it affects performance. In episode one, which was on goal setting, we spoke about how to define your goal to be specific and measurable, to look at both short and long-term goals, and to create a growth mindset to help you achieve your goals. We wrote down one example of a goal that you had, as well as four ways that you're going to change your behavior to help make your goal become a reality. The questions at the end of episode one helped you with the practice phase as it asked you to create and track a timeline to help practice the behaviors to reach your goal. It also had you check up on your goals to see if your actions were still helping you progress toward your goal or if some of the things needed to be modified or changed.
PSD programs give us the tools we need to get better at skills that will help us to be successful. How do we put together a PSD program that's going to work? PSD programs are the most effective or useful when they are tailored to the athlete's sport, the athlete's skill level, the athlete's situation, and the athlete's needs. Number one, the athlete's sport. Different sports are going to require different mental thought processes. For example, team sport versus individual sports are going to have different components and things to focus on. Sports that have physical contact versus sports that do not. Sports that require high intensity versus sports that require a lot of controlled focus and small movements. The athlete's skill level, for example, a junior soccer player kicking a PK, is going to have a different thought process and need different tools than a college baseball player up to bat or a high jumper going for a gold medal or a high school volleyball setter trying to lead her team to a state championship. The athlete's situation. The athlete could need help focusing on practice or in a high-pressure competitive situation when the game is close or recovering from a physical injury or dealing with no longer being in the starting lineup. The athlete's needs. When figuring out what the athlete needs, it is important for both the athlete and the individual creating the PST program to have a role in choosing which components of the athlete's mental game could benefit from the program. Number three, the athlete's situation. The athlete could need help focusing in practice or in high-pressure competitive situations when the game is close or recovering from a physical injury or dealing with no longer being in the starting lineup. Number four, the athlete's needs. When trying to figure out what the athlete needs, it's important for both the athlete and the individual creating the PST program to have a role in choosing which components of the athlete's mental game could benefit from the program. Finally, programs will benefit when there's ongoing evaluation of their effectiveness. When creating a PST program, it's good to have small steps where you can see a noticeable progression of improvement for the athlete. The only way to track improvement is to continue to look at the PST program to see if anything needs to be changed. It is important to note that the program should be created by individuals that are familiar with the field, such as myself. While this is a basic introduction to the components of a PST program, it is not meant to be used as a roadmap as to how to make one for yourself or your athletes. To review, the focus four for psychological skills training are, number one, when putting together a PST program, focus on PST skills, mental things that need to be developed or controlled to help an athlete be successful, and PST methods the tools that are used to help develop those skills. Number two, there are three parts to a PST program. Education, learn, and implement. Eli. Number three, PST programs are the most effective or useful when they are tailored to the athlete's sport, the athlete's skill level, the athlete's situation, and the athlete's needs. Number four, PST programs will benefit when there is ongoing evaluation of their effectiveness and should be created by experienced individuals in the field. Now that you have the psychological skills training snippet, what is one PST skill that you want to work on getting better at? For existence creating a program for you or your team, contact me at radoconsulting.com or email me at laura at radoconsulting.com. That's laura at radoconsulting.com. Next week, we'll take a look at relaxation techniques the last of the four PST methods that we have left to talk about. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.